Sometimes in life we just suffer. Sometimes it's from being totally withdrawn. Or so much stress that we are totally anxious. Or so tired that we are totally burnt out. But our current position is not our final destination. No, indeed. There's hope. So whether it's your personal life, your career, your relationship, your business, or your job, we say there's reason to believe again. And we present from Andy's personal development, the breakout room. It's the place for health, happiness, and prosperity. Stay tuned for more. Our next guest in the breakout room is Kevin Palmieri. Kevin is the CFO and founder and co-host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,350 episodes, reaching over 800,000 people in more than 150 countries. This is our guest. He says, I believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement and teaching others how to get to the next level of their lives. Stay tuned for the introduction. Okay, great. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room with our guest, Kevin Palmieri. And he is the CFO founder and co-host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,350 episodes reaching over 800,000 people in more than 150 countries. Kevin says he believes in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement and teaching others how to get to the next level of their lives. Welcome to our guest, Kelvin Palmieri. How are you today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing very well, Andy. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the positivity. I appreciate the energy. I'm excited to chat with you, my friend. Sounds like a plan. So let's get to it. Kevin, we normally go way back in time and we ask folks, tell us a bit about your childhood days, how much you can remember of the times and the moments that created the opportunity to become aware of who you are <laughs> at the age of six, seven, eight, somewhere around there, we usually get a sense of what we want to do, how we want to do it, you know, and it's, it's a better start when we are more inclined to make those decisions earlier. Mm. What was it like for you as a young man growing up around that time of your life? One of the earliest memories I have, Andy, is probably when I was six, seven years old. And I remember being in school and we were going around the room doing introductions. And part of the introduction was I'm Kevin and my mom does this for work and my dad does this for work. 
And I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad with the understanding that he was my dad until I was 27. So when the teacher got to me, I just made something up. I said, my dad's in construction. Sounded good. Sounded like it was a possibility. I'm going to go with that. That's my final answer. That paints a, a pretty good picture of where I was as a child. I never knew what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I wanted to be a good man and I wanted to avoid a lot of the mistakes that my father had make uh, had made. That was really, really big for me. I didn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life until I was in my late 20s. But mm-hmm. I grew up in a, a household raised by my mom and my grandmother. I was, I was raised by mom and Mima and yeah. we didn't have a lot of money, probably not a lot of opportunities. But I always believe that hard work and personality mm. were two things that if you had hard work and you had a good personality, yeah. you could get pretty far in life. And that's something that I really believed in. And I tried to practice that for the next 30 years or so. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Kevin. Of course. I want to get to the point where you said you had it all. You had a beautiful girlfriend, a high paying job, sports car, your dream buddy but you still ended up sitting on the edge of a bed debating suicide. Mm. How did it come to that, Kevin? I made a mistake that I think a lot of us make. We have an assumption that if we get a lot of nice external materialistic things, it'll make us feel really good about ourselves internally. So what happened was I ended up getting a very, very high paying job in an industry called weatherization. So all that means is we would go into state-owned buildings, usually schools, and it was our jobs to make them more energy efficient. So I was getting paid through the by the state, through the government, making some good money. At that time, I'd also started to date someone new. She was a model and she was beautiful, and it seemed like it was a perfect relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I had just won a bodybuilding show. I had just purchased one of my dream cars a few years before that, and I had a brand new apartment with this girlfriend. So from the outside looking in, I was extremely successful and there's no way I could possibly be anything other than happy. The truth is internally, I was very unfulfilled. I was very uncertain. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was insecure. I was not on the outside what I felt on the inside and vice versa. So my girlfriend ended up leaving me because I just I was a shell of myself. I wasn't as confident as everybody thought I was. And when she left me, work actually got very slow too. So I got my heart broken. I got broke pretty quickly because I wasn't making any more money. And I made a commitment to myself that I was going to, that next year, I was going to make the most money I'd ever made in my entire life. That was my commitment to myself. I was I was committed to that. So the next year started, I got a promotion to a foreman of my company. And I proceeded to spend the next 10 months living on the road because most of our contracts were in other states. We get to the end of the year, Andy. I have my final pay stub in hand, and I made $100,000 at 26 Mm -hmm. with no college degree. That was the most money I'd ever made at the time. But I remember I didn't feel any different internally. I had that same moment where I just spent the last year trying to fix this internal stuff. That didn't fix it. If anything, it might have actually made it worse because I finally thought I found the key to open the door, but that wasn't it. So I started a podcast. That was the beginning of the podcast for me. 
I fell in love with podcasting as I fell out of love with my job. But in the beginning of podcasting, I'm not making any money. Nobody cares. It's not a viable career choice. So I have to keep going to this job, even though I'm over it. I, yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't care about the money anymore. I know this isn't it for me. I don't know what to do. So I keep traveling and I keep waking up early and staying up late and driving and sleeping in hotels. And I just kept getting more depressed and more anxious and more homesick. And just every time I had to pack up my bag and leave, it got harder and harder. And that all got to the point where I was in a hotel room, six hours away from home. My alarm clock went off at five, five fifteen in the morning, sat up, slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it, Andy, is that morning there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. Yeah. One is saying you're stuck here forever. One is saying people like you don't get jobs like this. Never mind, leave them behind. If you do work up the courage to leave, what are your friends going to say? What are your family members going to say? And what are you going to do? If you do leave this job miraculously, if you work up the courage, what are you going to do with your life? And that was where in that moment, I thought to myself, if I was to take my life, I would just take my problems with me. Yeah. Very blessed to have a wonderful friend who is now my business partner. I reached out to him. I explained uh, the situation. He uh, gave me many, many words of wisdom. And I ended up leaving that job three or four months later and then beginning the, the journey of being a very broke entrepreneur podcaster trying to figure out how all this works. We're talking about Alan Lazarus, correct? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we all are. Right. Great. You're going to tell me about him in a little bit. Sure. Here's the thing. Kevin, I love the fact that you are compassionate about your story. It's your story. It's important to you. It is the time when you had that transition in your life and you made a decision with the help of Alan to go to the next level rather than staying in the basement, so mm. to speak. I'm just using that as a metaphor. How do you get people to understand that they have to focus on internal values <laughs> that are more valuable, that are more real, that are more long-lasting and virtuous rather than the things that are outside, which are temporary and can be gone in a minute? How do we get them to have that mindset from your experience, Kevin? That is the, the billion-dollar question, my friend. That's one of the reasons I am so passionate about sharing my story there's that old quote that money doesn't buy happiness but everybody wants to find out for themselves same same i did the same yeah. thing yeah. this is the best this is the best piece of advice i can give and the best piece of aware, awareness i can give happiness is not the goal fulfillment is the goal happiness is fleeting fulfillment is everlasting so here's the thought if you only did the things that made you happy if you only watched Netflix, if you only did things that weren't necessarily serving you, if you always took the easy road, if you never went to the gym, if you never had difficult conversations, you might think to yourself, I would be happier because life is easier. When in, in fact, life would be way more challenging because you would never end up being fulfilled because you're not growing and contributing towards something greater than yourself. So right. this, the simplest answer is the reason you're not fulfilled, the reason you're not whole internally is not because you don't have enough external stuff. This mm. all started many, many years ago for you, most likely. Maybe it was a caregiver. Maybe it was the way you were raised. Maybe there was limiting beliefs or scarcity that you adopted when you were a child. 
that's where we have to go. The root of the issue is not lack of things. It's usually lack of understanding of self. And the only way to change the fruit is to change the seed. And the seed for many of us is that stuff that, that started in childhood. So that's always my goal is to say, look, I know maybe now it looks like I'm quote unquote successful, but long before I ever had any of the external results, I went purely internal again. And I worked on my limiting beliefs and my ego and my fears and my, my insecurities that eventually the external world can catch up. You know, here's the last piece. If there's too big of a difference between your internal self-talk and your external results, I think that creates conflict. Okay where you feel like an imposter and you're always afraid you're going to get found out. Yeah. That is also one of the beautiful things about doing the internal work is you know that what you have internally and what you have externally you've earned and they're very, very similar and they're very, very connected. That's the long answer (laughs) in in the shortest way possible. (laughs) Yeah. But I like it. And you, 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 you sort of grasp onto something that was thinking as you were speaking you led me down the path of the imposter syndrome scenario. Mm. You did use the word imposter. And I'm thinking how many of us uh, find ourselves in a situation where we are living the life that is to please the masses or competing with the Joneses, mm. but at the same time, neglecting the real us inside that's seeking to see fulfillment, as you say, instead of just being happy, which is temporary. Is there an alignment between what you are saying and the curse of the imposter syndrome? (laughs) Imposter syndrome is a very interesting thing because I think many of us have determined it to be negative when in reality, I don't think it is anymore. I I used to, Uh but now my belief is if you're growing and you're Mm -hmm. pushing the boundaries of what you're capable of, you're probably always going to feel a little bit like an imposter. Okay. I don't think that's a bad thing anymore. Now, more than ever, I believe if you lose imposter syndrome, you're probably not growing as much as you could be. Now, that's personal. It depends on where you are, right? So, but to your point, isn't it very strange how one of the hardest things in the world to be is yourself? Hmm. The thing that you are put here to be is one of the hardest things to be. I don't think that's a coincidence. And yeah, I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome when it comes to just being yourself. And that's a whole, yes, that is something I think we could all, myself included, desire to be more aligned in. Okay. Desire to be more authentic in who we are. Desire to be more confident in the human beings that we are. Our strengths, our weaknesses, the beauties, the flaws, all of those things, I think we would all benefit from leaning into them a little bit more. But I do understand why it's so challenging. And I think this is the reason. When you pretend to be someone else, so mm-hmm. say, say I'm pretending to be someone else. And Andy, you say, Kev, I don't, I don't like you very much. I don't really like you. I could internally say, I don't really care that Andy doesn't like me. That's not even who I am. I'm not even that. That's not even me. I'm not, that's not the real version of me. But if I show up authentic and I show up vulnerable and I show up trying to be the best version of myself and somebody reaches out and says, hey, Kevin, you're not good, you're stupid, whatever, that really hurts because it's personal. That's personal. So I think that's another layer of why a lot of us are pretending to be someone we're not because we're afraid if we are ourselves, we're going to get pushback. And if you get pushback on who you are, you have to take it personally. And that's, you don't have to, but often we do. Yeah. 
it's sad that sometimes we have to walk around feeling that we are so vulnerable. Mm. We have to come up with these methods and techniques to protect ourselves. I get yeah. it, Kevin. Here's the thing. How did you come up with the term next level university? What inspired <laughs> that? We had a mentor at the time. He's a friend now. His name's Evan Carmichael. He's very big on YouTube. If you don't know him, yeah, look him up on YouTube. I know him. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he's a, he was a mentor of ours. He was coaching us and, and now he's become a friend. And he said, you guys got to change your name from hyper-conscious to something else. Okay. Because the podcast was called hyper-conscious. He said, nobody yeah. knows what that means. You got to change your name. And initially we said, no, not happening. That's the name. That's what it's going to stay. But then we said, look, he probably knows what he's talking about. Let's think about it. So we sat down and I remember thinking, well, we say next level all the time. We'll say that was a next level workout. That movie was next level. The pizza was next level. Okay, what is that about? What does that mean? Yeah. It means it was awesome. It was amazing. It was it was high quality. All right. And then the long-term vision is we want to build an online campus. What is that? Well, that's an online university. Okay, next level university. And then from there it was, well, we can help people level up next level, their life, their love, their health, and their wealth. We're a university where we can help you get better at life, improve your relationships, improve your money mindset, improve your relationship with your body. That's how it all came. And I think that was, I don't know, at this point, that was almost a thousand episodes ago that we rebranded. So it's it's been a minute since we, we made that switch. Yeah, yeah. Great. I love it. Thanks for sharing, Kevin. Of course. Tell us a little bit about Alan Lazaro. <laughs> and you you talk about that moment of transition when he reminded you of you being much more valuable than the external things that you were looking forward to and experiencing. And he helped you make a conscious decision to move to the next level. <laughs> and I don't mean that ironically. You actually did. What is the alignment with your values and Alan's that caused this synergy that now you guys are business partners and you are actually moving to the next level together. Yeah, it's just for context. We went to middle school together. Uh -huh. We went to high school together. All right. And then we had a falling out after high school. I stayed back. I was pumping gas, working odd jobs. Alan was out being an intellectual, going to very good colleges. So we didn't really mesh. And then we ended up reconnecting later in life. The, the simplest framework for this is we have very, very similar core beliefs. We have very, very similar core values, and we have very, very similar core aspirations. So just as an example, one of our common core beliefs is self-improvement can change your life. Right. I believe self-improvement, personal development, self-help, that is, that is what changed my life. Alan has a very similar core belief. Core value is humility. And consistency and reliability. That's something we we share. And we've had some very, very challenging, hard conversations behind the scenes where we had to be very humble and it left with both of us crying. That was, you know, there's been many, many challenging times like that. And then core aspirations. We both want to create the most successful self-improvement company on the planet. That's that's why we're doing this. That's why we do seven episodes a week. I want to have the most impact I can have while also improving my own relationship and my own health and my own life holistically. Right. But it's those things. It really is. It's core values. It's core beliefs. 
and its core aspirations. If you think of any friendship, any relationship, any family member that you you leave a situation with them and you feel dirty, I would argue one of those three things or one of the things in the bucket of each of those three things is probably out of alignment. So if you're somebody who if you're somebody who really really values honesty and somebody you care about is stealing all the time, I'm willing to bet that relationship will not last. Those are yeah. Those are values in conflict. So yeah, that's really what has allowed us to work together so closely, become so close. We don't fight. We don't argue. It, it, we want what's best for the mission. And it's not about being right. It's about being optimal for the mission. That's our yeah. ultimate goal. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing, Kevin. Of course. What does the future look like for next level? <laughs> Plans for expansion? a shift in the direction or maybe just more of the same but more <laughs> intensified what is the main focus going forward i appreciate the last one because that's usually it it's it's we're going to do the same thing we're doing now but we're just going to try to get a little bit better at everything we do forever yeah, yeah. that we we did an episode recently on clarity and we're very very clear on what we're doing we're very, very clear on where our time should be going. We're very blessed and privileged to have that level of clarity and certainty. Now it's just about putting in the the work every single day for the next decade and seeing what happens and then doing it for another decade and seeing what happens. So yeah, more of the same. And the reason behind that is mastery. So the formula for quote unquote real success, the success we're trying to achieve, mastery, impact, and profitability. Mastery becoming really good at stuff, understanding yes. yourself, becoming a better speaker, communicator, leader. Cool. When you master something, you can impact people at a deeper level. Cool. When you impact people at a deeper level, people start offering you money to help. Okay, awesome. Then you can profit, which pours back into mastery, back into mm -hmm. impact yeah. and profitability. So long answer, short, Andy, we're going to keep doing the same thing we're doing now. We're just going to try to do it better and better and better and better forever. And I'm sure some stuff will fall away. I'm, I'm sure some stuff will get attracted to it. But for right now, that's the, the best answer I can give. Yeah, that, that's a powerful way of putting it. I can see that circle now getting bigger. Mm -hmm. Your area of influence increasing. Yes. And you can do much more when that happens. Mm -hmm. Because more people is going to be aligned and attracted to the positive stuff that you guys are putting out there. Thanks, Kevin. I want to play something for you now. Please. And I want to get your feedback on it. One, it must be humanly possible. You must believe at a deep level that what you're trying to do is humanly the floor of this Airbnb. I do not believe I could jump from this building to the other one. I don't think it's humanly possible. I don't think anybody can do it. I'm definitely not gonna try it. And I'm afraid of heights, so I would never do anything. Number two, it must be possible for you. You must believe that it is possible for you. So if you're thinking to yourself, I wanna run a marathon, it's humanly possible, a lot of people do it. Not possible for me. I don't have any running experience. I'm not disciplined enough, whatever it may be. If you don't believe it's possible for you, you're not gonna put in the effort and you're not going to identify as the type of person that could do that. The third one, and I think one of the biggest ones, honestly, will it be worth it? You must believe that it will be worth it. 
If you don't believe it's worth it, you're definitely not going to do what it takes to get it. If you believe that you're sacrificing something and you're not going to get something better in return, why would you do that? It wouldn't make any sense logically. It must be possible for you. It must be humanly possible and it must be worth it. <laughs> I love that. I really Give us a feedback on that, Kevin. Where are you coming from with that? I love the three points, but what was the foundation of it for you that you're now sharing with us? I believe it or not, and this might not be obvious at this point in the journey, but I am somebody who did not believe in myself at all at the beginning. Wow. I had I had nothing but limiting beliefs. I didn't think I could be any of the things I am today. And I remember Alan and I were talking and he taught me that. He said, well, there's there's three beliefs that a human must have to take a new action. And over the last six years, a lot of the actions I have taken have just been new. I was never a speaker. I was never a podcaster. I didn't coach. So yeah, it was really that. I, I think a lot of us have determined that if we have a fear, we can't face that fear. And we yeah. make that up in our, in our mind. So yeah. my goal in that is just to bring the awareness that there are three things that humans must have. And if they want to take a new action, if they want to face a new fear, they must believe it is humanly possible, personally possible, and it'll be worth it. If you don't believe one of those things, you're probably not going to start and or continue if you do start. That's really what I I aspire to do and what I'm passionate about is taking sometimes relatively challenging concepts and just making them very simple. That really is is one of my goals. I'm a very simple human. I'm a simple creature. I like things straight to the point. So yeah, it's always my goal to to say something that will land in a different way for a different person on a different day, hopefully. Yeah, I love it. Now you said you love talking about consistency, commitment, habits, mindset, confidence, fear, relationships, limiting beliefs, and everything in between. Mm. Out of these, which one stands out the most for you? Probably habits, just because the biggest difference between the person that you are today and the person you eventually want to be is, is what you do, right? right? And yeah. that, yeah. Okay, great. I love it. So we're just about five minutes away and I'm going to get you into a little more relaxed mood now. <laughs> I'm going to ask you three questions. Sure. And there are two answers. It's one or the other. Okay. Whichever one you give me, just give me the reason why you choose that one. First question. Will it be ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly? Peanut butter and jelly. I'm not a big fan of ham. You did not waste any time with that at all. Fair <laughs> enough. Is it going to be the NFL? We have preseason now or Sunday evening baseball? Ooh, probably I wouldn't choose either. I'm a mixed martial arts fan, but I would say uh -huh. it would be NFL if I was choosing between those two. Why NFL? Uh, it's football's faster than baseball. Okay. There's more, there's more action. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I usually get that response as well. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have to choose between Apple or Microsoft, which one would it be? <laughs> probably Apple just because... I didn't know a lot about Steve Jobs before I started this, but I do believe he was one of the, yeah, one of the most important figures of our time. I know he wasn't always character driven or he wasn't always the best human being, but yeah, I would say Apple for that reason. Okay, great. 
Now, this is the question that may I, I may put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. It's not politically or socioeconomically related. It is simple philosophical. We have some ills in the world, Kevin, things that people somehow or the other feel that they should not have to deal with. Mm. For example, poverty, cancer. We don't even want to talk about COVID-19. That was mm. a phase by itself. There's inequality, racial inequality, gender inequality, you name it. If there's one thing that you figure we could manage better than we are managing now, what would that be? Oh, man. Probably homelessness. Ah. I would say just because there's there's a lot of ways we could I mean we spend a lot of money as a civilization on just frivolous dumb things. Yeah. Yeah. Where if we put some of that more that money more intentionally into helping other humans, that I just I think we've lost sight of the fact that every human is a human and they all have an experience and a story and a past and a future and we could do a better job of using money more intentionally influence more intentionally opportunity more intentionally for sure yeah appreciate that thanks for sharing of course so we have two minutes to go and i would like you now to share your social hashtag information (laughs) folks need you to speak share some of your expertise whatever it is they need to make contact with you just let them know how it's the most effective way that they can reach out to you yeah the, the best way is just shoot me an email my handle or my email is kevin at nextleveluniverse.com and if you want to see more content like andy shared a couple of minutes ago my handle on instagram is at neverquitkid i do all my own dms so you can always shoot me a message questions comments anything you need i'm just a message away yeah thanks for sharing I appreciate <laughs> it kevin of course finally last question mm. what is your parting message to the universe the thing that you actually would say if you had a megaphone and <laughs> 8 billion people could actually hear what you're saying. Yeah. What would you say today? I would say your reality becomes the parts of your imagination that you hold onto and pour into the longest. Wow. I didn't believe I could be much, but I wanted to be a podcaster. I wanted to be a successful business owner, a great husband, a great cat dad. Those beliefs I had, I kept pouring into and I kept focused on and I kept humble and I just kept going and going and going. And here we are six years later and I have many of the results that I desired, but now I'm setting new goals. So yeah, just your reality will become the parts of your imagination that you hold on to, you keep top of mind and you pour into, you do the work. That is my belief. Wonderful. Great. As you say that, I must ask this. Mm. Are there any persons that you are currently mentoring and helping them to have this kind of mindset that you're speaking about? (laughs) Many. Yeah, many. Our podcast, this is our podcast in a nutshell. We're always talking about this. So that, and then Alan and I both do coaching. So yeah, I have a bunch of clients. He has a bunch of clients. So there's a lot of people who we are downloading this belief into and helping them become more next level. Yeah, I hope they will upload to the next level. <laughs> For sure. Information. <laughs> wonderful. We have had Kevin Palmieri with us. He is the CFO and founder and co-host of the Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than 1,350 episodes reaching over 800,000 people in more than 150 countries. And you heard his story, his philosophy, his belief. 
and what he thinks the world needs to do to get to the next level. You've been a wonderful guest, Kevin. Thank, Thank you, you so Andy. Sharing. Remember, folks, the three watchwords, health, happiness, prosperity. Always try for those three in whatever you do in this life. Until next time, this is Andy with our guest, Kevin, saying so long, Godspeed, God bless, shalom, namaste. Bye for now, guys. Until next time.